Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Another great show for you today. The last few years have been there's been a rapidly growing interest in the craft and artisanal beer sector. And while a handful of chefs and sommeliers have expanded their beer list, Chef Daniel Burns and Gypsy Brewer Jeff Jarnett Jorso are leading the culinary world at the Brooklyn restaurant Luxus, the only Michelin-starred restaurant in the world to exclusively pair its dishes with beer. Now, they're out with their first chef cookbook about beer and food pairings, and it's rightfully called Food and Beer, and it's available now just in time for Father's Day. We're going to be talking with Chef Daniel Burns in just a moment. We're going to bring him on. It's a beautiful, beautiful book, well done, beautiful pictures, uh, sophisticated and, and very classy. You make a fantastic gift. So we're going to be back to talk with Chef Daniel Burns about food and beer pairing, pairing and how he is doing that exclusively at his Michelin-starred restaurant, the only one in the world doing food and beer pairings exclusively. It's called Luxus, and it's in Brooklyn, New York. And that led, I believe, we're going to talk about that, to this new cookbook that's out called Food and Beer. So we're going to get Daniel on the line, and we'll be right back. And we're going to introduce you to one of our favorite artist here in the Seattle area called Andrew Landers and the Main Street Struggleville. And he's in our backyard, but this is his song, Not in My Backyard. People dying everywhere, no one seems to care. We walk right by the sense of dies and deny like nothing's there. And I would only take a hand off and covered eyes Our, our hearts of stone might start to cry It's not in my backyard Thoughts just look away You can't let down your guard You better play and stay Or you might fall into Someone else's bad day Sorry I can't stay It's not in my backyard Only two a precious life won't get kissed tonight. I guess you win some, some you lose. Loose catcher smiles dramatically, pauses a while, and moves on to the next story just for you. Tell me again, what would Jesus do? In fact, what would you do? It's not in my backyard, so I just look away. Can't let down your guard. You better play and stay, or you might fall into. Someone else's bad day Sorry I can't stay It's not in my backyard Living the dream while Africa screams We bow and kneel and pray and say God Bless the USA, let freedom reign 
40 million dead while we sleep in our beds 8,000 a day we let pass away As death runs through their veins It's not in my backyard So I just look away To get let down your gun You better play it safe You might fall into Someone else's bad day Sorry I can't stay in my Products 
the hops and the yeast and everything from all over the world and then brew it wherever you happen to be in the world. So there's very few t- limitations and, and there's very few uh, rules in terms of what is allowed in brewing. There's so many new um, styles of beer popping up all the time. And um, so, yeah, the, the, in terms of the flavors that beer can um, can be involved with beer is, is basically just based on the imagination of the brewers as to how unique or wacky is going <laughs> to, uh, the flavors are going to come out. But also with the craft beer movement going as it is, there's so many wonderful brewers that uh, really, really interesting things can come out of the, you know, the brewing process. So it, when you make a dish, we have this big, very big spectrum of flavors of, of the beers that uh, we can choose from to pair with that dish. Yeah, well, you, you talk about in the cookbook, Food and Beer, about the beer and food and the flavors that they closely share, the, the sweetness, the earthiness, the sour, the smoky, spicy, fruity, all of those terms that we've always heard in, in the wine world. And now those are being pulled over into the beer world. And then as a, as a chef, then you're pairing that with, with food, uh, just like wine and cheese and, and wine and fish and wine and uh, meat has, has gone on for many, many, many years. Are, are people mm-hmm. really um, joining this movement, or are you seeing any resistance between the wine people versus the beer people? Uh, not necessarily. It's like, yeah, we, we split it up that way because, um, you know, that's what's common uh, to both food and beer, these these different flavors that are that we talk about, uh, fruity and and smoky and uh, and spicy, um, and uh, so yeah, the the uh, pardon me. In terms of, um, we just thought it would be a good way to have this ongoing conversation uh, between Yepe, myself, and Joshua to to flesh out how we take care of what we think about the pairings. So sometimes you do very contrasting pairing. Sometimes you do very complementary pairing. Um, uh, and uh, we just, you know, flesh it out in the book in, in that way. The, I think some of the most interesting pairings can be when you have a dish that has, say, five elements, um, and the beer that you choose to go along with it maybe doesn't speak to the first three, maybe the, the lesser uh, elements of the dish. Um, the fourth or fifth ones pair really well with what the beer um, what the beer uh, shows. So uh, you know, you taste the beer, and then it maybe tastes sour or sweet. Uh, but then with the dish, it can taste completely different because of how it ties into the flavors of the dish. Well, the restaurant itself has really become a destination spot, and it's been written up in the New Yorker and the New York Magazine, and people actually seek you out to do these beer tastings and these pairings, and people are talking about it. There's a lot of talk online about it and uh, people going and finding you, and I can see where this has just really hit um, some type of uh, cord in people that they were ready to to take beer to the next level. Yeah, and I mean, the craft beer movement is not just, you know, something unique to the U.S. or to uh, to North America. It's it's really a worldwide thing that people are globally sort of 
very excited about all the different things going on in the craft beer craft beer movement. Um, and uh, so it's it's good timing for us if we want to start um, start you know really exploring about um, any type of cuisine and and beer pairing. Um, and the, and the point about so luxus means luxury in Danish and um, tongue in cheek name for a restaurant because fine dining I think in 2016 is very much changing. You know it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have white tablecloths and the fanciest of cutlery. Uh, you know a lot of friends of mine have their own restaurants now too and and fine dining sort of in quotation marks can mean tons of things. So uh, so luxus perhaps talks to Maybe there's uh, can be a fine dining restaurant in the back of a beer bar in in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, for example. Have you found that there's always been a lot of pressure on wine drinkers to uh, taste or put pressure on themselves as, as in, in tasting? And, and and I know in the wine world they've tried to downplay that a lot, um, but beer has always kind of invoked this casualness about it so are maybe beer tasters not putting as much pressure on themselves and enjoying it more than maybe new wine tasters are well you're right there's always been this sort of you know peasant aspect to beer um and uh you know certainly it can be a lot a lot cheaper uh, price-wise than than wine can be but um we're trying to we're trying to uh you know, enlighten people that um, beer is not just, you know, Miller Lite to Guinness. Uh, there's so many different things going on and uh, what can be explored in, in, the, in the beer world. The, the, great, the really good example is um, so the sour ales that get aged in uh, oak barrels. And, and by the end, after a certain number of months maturing in those, uh, can taste very much like natural wine. Uh, so when people come to the restaurant, to the bar, and they're like, yeah, we don't really like beer. Um, there's there's always something that we can find for them that can be really interesting and certainly that they've never tried before. Are you finding more women joining the beer craft movement and, and seeing more women come in as, as fans of beer? Certainly, yeah, th- very much so. In our clientele, we get, um, you know, having worked in England and Denmark, we get a lot of European guests and uh, we get – people from all over the city and the states, but also um, uh, also from Japan and, and different places. And and certainly, uh, yeah, it's not a gender-specific thing, um, that's for sure. Um, lots of people interested. It, it's, just, it's just that, uh, you know, once you start, I guess it's like coffee or anything else, you know, once you start to you know, have that first really surprising taste of something, uh, it can really spark a great interest. And I think a lot of people are finding that with beer these days. Absolutely. And any time that, that you take something that's more craft or artisanal, I always believe it's going to be better, where it's food versus mass-produced food, wine versus mass-produced wine, and now beer uh, versus mass-produced beer, you're going to have the quality is going, you almost can't even go back once you've had that. and and not to mention all the people that you're helping by um, purchasing craft 
beer and artisanal beer. So many hands touch that. Uh, so many jobs are, are created in that way. And not so only are you benefiting because you're getting a much more pleasurable experience uh, and a quality product, but you're also creating really jobs along the way as well. Totally, yeah. It's it's uh it's really great because even even in New York, uh, Yepe moved to Brooklyn uh, almost four years ago, and I think there was um, in New York maybe one one uh, brewery, and now there's a I think thirty or so. So it's like it's growing exponentially, and and so many people are doing really great things. Absolutely. Well, this book is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. It's, it's one of these books that you can actually leave out as a coffee table book. There's, there's so much to see in it. Um, it just doesn't draw uh, women who, who might be thinking about cookbooks. This is, I mean, as much for a man. Mm-hmm. Food, beer, um, lots of pictures of beer, lots of pictures of uh, uh Food pairings, taking it to the next level, like you said, and into fine dining. It's absolutely just a. It's a. It's really a gift type of book. It's absolutely beautiful. But I'm sure that you want to, as a cookbook author, want us to use it and mark it up and enjoy it and and uh, get oh, it yeah. dirty a little bit. Yeah, it definitely definitely should not only be a, a coffee table book, but a what you might say a kitchen book too. You know, hopefully it does get a little bit of a. <laughs> coffee spills on it because you're using it in the kitchen. Um, Fiden, I mean, Fiden just make really beautiful books, and, and we're so happy to work to work with them. The the design, they have a unique um, design person work on each each sort of project, so there's a lot of different textures. There's texture on the, the cover, and there's two different types of pages, uh, paper used in the book, and yes, we're really happy with it. Yeah, and so the, many the photographers are cookbook holders. What's that? Go, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, so many of us now have cookbook holders on our counters, and, and we leave our cookbooks out for people to enjoy and, and look at. I, I like to have, when I, my husband and I have people over, while we're kind of preparing, we, we put out some of our favorite or newest cookbooks, and our guests kind of leaf through them and talk about them as we're preparing yeah. food. It's a great conversation piece. And uh, yeah, so, so far, cool. um, all the guys have really grabbed yours and uh, – and it's not just for guys, I'm just saying, but um but I've just noticed that the that the men really love love this book. That's cool, yeah. It, it's a, it, it's great to have um, you know, share your recipes and share our vision of, you know, what we're trying to create in um in uh with Torsten Lucas and um hopefully people will really really gravitate towards it. It I mean it just it just makes sense that um you can walk into a restaurant and have a, a glass of martini, uh, martini and a champagne at the start of a meal, and there's no reason that beer shouldn't be, um, you know, at the same level as those things. Absolutely, the picture quality is a, is amazing in here. Uh, whoever did the photography on this did a fantastic job. Yeah, we we actually since there's so much duality to the book, you know, food, beer, myself, Yepe, Torstelixis. Um, we wanted to have also two different photographers. So in the front part of the book, uh, we um, Gabrielle Stabile uh, did the photos. Who I worked, I moved to New York to work for Momofuku. I, I opened the test kitchen there, and I had uh, met Gabrielle back then, and um, we worked together a little bit. Uh, and then the backside for the Luxus part is a, a photographer called Sina Burke, who we've worked together since the start opening of the restaurant. Uh, she's a 
she's a fantastic uh, photographer in Danish as well. Um, she, she's done a few cookbooks now, so really happy with oh. the aesthetics of overall and in particular the photographs are really wonderful. Well, I, I looked on Amazon this morning, and the book was in the top ten, so people are talking about it, and they're hearing about it, and most importantly, they're buying it, and uh, it's, yeah. it's one of those books that really does need to be out in, into people's hands, and and I'm really glad that, that we were able to find it and, and have you on and, and talk about it, because it, it really does open your eyes, bringing in craft foods into your home parties, into your fine dining, having these people have had wine tasting parties at their homes for a long time. I think we're going to now see craft beer Beer. and artisanal beer working into that. And then you don't have to just be serving hamburgers and hot dogs. You can have that as as a home chef. You you can have that nicer dinner and still serve beer. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a big part about it. It's also good to, um, you know, have people realize that you know the food we make the food in the the tourist area too and and um you know I think a lot of the craft beer guys are really happy with a really amazing burger, you know, but it doesn't have to all be all these stereotypes in terms of oh, it's just a pub, let's just have whatever food there there is going on, right. so we're trying to also change that concept also but the bar food at tourist is a combination of like English pub fair classics and uh, some Danish things we we make the Danish rye bread um, at the restaurant, and uh, we also make a sourdough for Lutzes, So, Well, based on the popularity of not only the restaurant but the book, I, I think that there was a market just waiting for this, and you really were able to tap into it and kind of be the leader in this movement. And uh, the book's called Food and Beer, and the restaurant, if you happen to be in Brooklyn, it's called Luxus, but better call and get a table because it's probably difficult to do. I, I, I would think that uh, based on what I saw, you um, definitely need a reservation, and you might need a reservation. I don't know how far out you'd have to do, but uh, a, a lot of people, I, I noticed when, when I, I looked through trip, uh, TripAdvisor and different things, they were pulling their luggage coming from uh, from the airport and going directly to your to your restaurant just to have this experience. Yeah, it's really cool to see people when they do that, yeah. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate that you took the time to come on. I know you're super, super busy, and the book is fantastic. I just want to congratulate you on that, and thank you again for taking the, the time to come on. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure talking to you. Okay, the pleasure is all mine. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye bye. Right. The book is called Food and Beer. It's available now on Amazon. It's also available at Barnes & Noble and wherever books are sold. And I encourage you to think of this as a gift idea for Father's Day, uh, even Mother's Day if, if you're late on that, or, or birthdays coming up, those hard-to-buy-for people, or people who enjoy having food pairing events at their house, uh, having people over, it's, it's actually a fun way to take it to the next level. So it's called Food and Beer, Daniel Burns, Chef Daniel Burns, a Michelin star restaurant owner and chef. Uh, he's behind this along with Giuseppe durant Cerzo, and you can find more of them. Uh, we have the links here, and then you can find them uh, in Brooklyn, and then you can find them with the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Thank you, and have a great day.